I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everybody and welcome back to Vicky Practice in the Secret 2. I'm joined by none other than adorable Ruby Adler. How are you, mate? Hi, I'm really well, thank you. How are you? I also haven't said congratulations on your engagement. Oh, so really? how exciting. Thank you so much. Honestly, I feel so bad. Like I haven't got it on this morning. Um I fake tanned last night, so I took it off. I did Lovely and glowing. Yeah, I didn't the last thing I wanted was a little bit of an orange ring, so I've taken it off. No. But um yeah, mate, we're dead excited. He's so nice, you know. Such a nice fella. Um I don't know about you, mate. I feel like this year for me is absolutely packed full of weddings. So yes. yeah, you got loads. I think it's, I've got loads. It's and I've never COVID. really had them before. No. And then this year, I'm like, I've got like three or four friends that are getting married. It's an explosion, and I think it's something to do with like it's post COVID. Everyone's had to hold on. Like we're all, and also yeah. people are just wanting to celebrate more, which I totally get. So we've got something like eight, and I'm I'm going. I said Erkan, we can either get overwhelmed and really yeah. stressed out and worry about who's going to look after the dog. So it's all, we can embrace it and see this year as like a, totally. a year of research. So we can like look at what we like, look at what we don't, we steal don't things from other people's, just do like a massive year of like wedding research before we start planning ours. <laughs> I love like that. Me too. Um, I think it's really interesting me that when I used to watch the show, I used to feel like, and I could be wrong. It could be real ignorance. But I used to think, any of these, any of these pricks have got jobs. And honestly, I used to feel like, I, did, I didn't think like Jamie had one. I didn't feel like Spencer had one. I, even if they did, I didn't know quite what they did. But you came to this show like with a really established career. Mm, that you, yeah. Do you still work in the world of fashion? Yes, I joined the show. I was a model agent. I worked for one of the you know top agencies, um, Storm Models, for seven and a half years. Oh, I literally cool. went straight from school. I started on reception at the modeling agency and, and just built my way up. Up and ended up, you know, being a, a great model agent on the the women's side of things. And I honestly had some of the best years of my life there. It was the most amazing experience. Had the most amazing boss. Worked with the most amazing team. And um, and I was still working full time when I joined Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, joined Chelsea like um, during COVID. We were in lockdown, so I was working remotely, which did naturally just give me a bit more time. I wasn't in an office as such, so you know, I I could. I was just a bit more flexible mm-hmm. um and I kind of when I did join the show initially thought you know I'll I'll film here and there occasionally once a week and it all just sort of 
happened really quickly. Yeah. I was sort of thrown into storyline and I didn't see it happening like that. And, you know, I'm very grateful that I've been able to film as much as I have and had the series that I've had. But with that, I did try and juggle my full-time job and filming and then everything that came with filming. And, and, and it did get to the point where I sort of had, something had to give. Mm. Um, so I'm no longer at Storm. Um, but we, you know, they totally got it. And it was such a, they were amazing when I left and we had a really nice conversation. And, you know, the, they've always said doors always open, if, you know, in however many years I choose to go back into that world. But for now, I'm, I'm riding this wave and, and I'm loving it. Yeah, but you've got to, last. Like, you've been given an amazing opportunity that you enjoy, that, like, is exciting and new. And I feel like grabbing it with both hands is the only way to go. And it sounds as though as well, like, you've handled it respectfully with, with Storm. So who knows? Was it a bit bittersweet, though? Because it sounds like you had amazing memories. Definitely. You know, I, I think any big life change is daunting. You know, I, when I, I wanted to do it all as long as I could, because, you know, I was worried that as much as I love filming and it's great, you know, you have months off here and there. Am I going to get work off the back of it? You know, what if what if I just don't film as much? Like, how am I going to fill my time? So, you know, those thoughts do go through your mind. But, you know, something felt right. I had this gut instinct in me that was like, you've just got to take it now. You've got to take opportunities when they come. You don't know what's going to happen in the future, seize the moment, be present. And I ran with it and I took, and I took a risk and I feel like it's, you know, I'm, it's, it's all still very new to me, but I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. And I still keep in touch with everyone at Storm. I've got great friends there. We see each other. So yeah, it, it, it's worked out. I like to think, fingers yeah. crossed. <laughs> oh no, honestly, of course it has made. And, but I'm just a bit fascinated. So the world of like the whole talent scout, was your job just to basically go out and about and spot fit people? Well, it kind of, that was part of it. Okay. So we would, you know, we would, we would scout. And I think a lot of people, when you say, oh, I'm a model agent, they think, oh, you're always looking for next, for like the next big thing. But actually we had, you know, a roster of, we had represented loads of models and my job was to kind of, book them on you know if you see a model on a tv commercial or you're shopping online and you're on asos or a pretty little thing or whatever and the model's wearing the clothes i'd be the third party between the brand and the model um so but you know i would also scout i'd have scouting cards on me and i i saw someone on the street or on the tube or wherever i would you know bring them into the agency and it'd be a very collective decision on who we signed um which is why it did become slight conflict of interest, I think, with my following growing and then me work, you know, getting work on Instagram. I think, yeah, I think it was the right decision to just, you know, move on to into this world more so. Have you ever been tempted to abuse your position of power and use your fancy talent scout cards to chat up a fella? Because I feel like I would absolutely do that. Obviously not now. I'm really happy in that. But back in the no. day, I definitely feel like I would have had that in my locker. I feel like I must have in the past. Like, I remember. I think I remember being being on the tube with a girlfriend that I worked with, and we saw these two guys, and we were like, "They're not right, but they're fit. Should we just give them a card?" <laughs> and, I, and I think we did. Then we were, we'd had a few drinks, and I think the next day we were, they sort of came in, and we were a bit like, "Oh my god, like what have we done?" <laughs> they came in as well. Oh my god, yeah. that's brilliant. Bless yeah. you. <laughs> I can so see you in that world, Ruby. Like, I often, oh, I, I don't know. God, I hope this isn't disloyal to Geordie Shaw here. But, like, I always thought Made in Chelsea was the most stylish of the shows. Like, your super glam locations, your endlessly leggy castmates, and your style. Like, it's effortless. It's, you know, West London. It's so glam. I really, like, always admired it. But, like, do you think... 
like that style, that sort of sense of style and fashion developed when you were at Storm or have you always have you always been a bit of a fashionista? I think my style's always changed. Mm. I'm someone that like I go through like I love I love being able to express myself through clothes and you know styling and at one point I think I wanted to be a stylist when I was like in my teenage years. So I've always loved clothes. Clothes I've been obsessed with when I used to get pocket money when I was younger. I would spend all my money on clothes. That was what made me happy obviously and other things. But um <laughs> You know, but then also being in that whole world of, you know, seeing models day to day and what they would wear. Like, I took so much inspiration yeah, from my job. You've got and, me. Yeah. And I was, like, you know, so lucky to be around, like, beautiful people who wore beautiful <laughs> clothes. And, yeah, I think that definitely impacted on what I wear now and how I dress myself. Does any, all the girls from Made in Chelsea, like, really stylish as well? Or do they ever come to you for advice and say, like, what should I wear? What should I, is this all right? I think everyone dresses, I think they're all pretty stylish. I think we're all quite different, which mm. is nice. I think we all have our own kind of spin on like what we'd wear. Yeah, we, we have a few of us are in a girls group chat and we'll be like, what are you wearing to filming? We'll sort of send our outfits through, um, which is fun. But yeah, that's, we're all quite different. That sounds so nice. Like the way you're describing it, it's like, these are a real bunch of like strong independent queens who all support each other. There's no jealousy. There's no bitchiness. I love that. Yeah. Is that... Is that actually how it is? Or is there ever a little bit of like, oh God, that girl's, I'm filming with that girl. Oh God, she's got more camera time. Like, is there ever any of that? Or am I just creating drama where there is none? Because my life is now so boring. (laughs) I know what you mean by that. I think with my actual, like, obviously there's a, you know, we're, there's a, we're a big cast and I think you I have my actual close girlfriends who I see day to day who I speak to day to day who are my my genuine some of my best friends so with them it's just us all being on the same team there are certain cast members you know that I wouldn't necessarily hang out with but again I I don't want to unnecessarily like cause bad blood but (laughs) we have a we do have a job to do at the end of the day oh absolutely you know you cannot like everybody you can't get you can't but that's like life like you know you wherever you're working whatever you're doing in life you're not going to get on with everyone I remember my mum always saying that to me she said you're just not going to get on with everyone and not everyone's going to like you and you know it's just the way the world works it is it is and it's such a it's such a normal part of life like nobody nobody expects everybody to all get on all the time but yet when you're putting on a reality tv show and there's someone you don't get on with it's like all hell breaks loose and heaven forbid you have an opinion about it you're the bitch yeah but no I um I think everybody understands deep down your road to um sort of where you are now like comfortable content really happy on screen hasn't been smooth sailing rubes has it like no let's call no, let's it's yeah let's call a spade a spade like we've had our ups and downs you burst onto the scene as Reza's girlfriend but all of that like co- sort of quickly unraveled and you became embroiled yeah. in a bit of a love triangle with none other than cast cast member Lothario I'd say Miles just talk to us about it mate like that's a baptism of fire for your first series, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it, it really was. It was explosive and it was chaotic, oh. but it was quite wonderful. Like, <laughs> three words that shouldn't be all used in the same sentence. But, I mean, do you know what? I think we were all living in this one house. I think Rez and I were, were on the rocks for a... We had had, you know, we were we were struggling as a couple, we weren't been together seeing, like, a long time, hadn't you? Been on and off for years, yeah, and um, a really long time. And at the time, we were just thrown into this house. It was all new to me. The show was new to me. We weren't. We were struggling to 
make our relationship work and and then Miles came along and it was it was I don't even know what to say well I mean just tell me because I feel like having watched some of me and Chelsea and even like the drama he's like in this series you know I'm like what is it about you miss like have you you got a chocolate cock or something I don't like I don't get because you do not only do you do damage with the birds but it's like People just can't resist him. Is he silver-tongued? Is he so charming? There's got to be something. You know what? We were we became we were living in the same house together, mm-hmm. um, and we just became really good friends. We became yeah. great mates that had a bit of a flirt. Um, and he he is charming. He's you know he's charismatic. He's charming, and I you know he's a lovely guy. Um, and I I don't want there to be any bad blood with us now. We don't really speak, but we're civil with one another. We we'll always say hello to each other, but. Yeah, I, I, get, I get it. I see it. Yeah, I mean, don't get it wrong. Like, I, I feel like he's a good-looking lad. Like, he's a lovely bit of kit. It's not that, but it's like, he always just seems to be at the centre of the drama, doesn't he? He just can't help himself. He really can't. He's always, he's always at the forefront of drama. He doesn't even mean to. Just gets himself in these situations. Sticky situations. Always oh, such a little tinker. But then, so is he, is he up to his old tricks again this series? Yes. He is. Yeah. In a word, yeah, he's still being a prick. Yeah. <laughs> still, yeah, still up to his old tricks. Um, I don't know what I can say, but dating someone unexpected. Oh, okay. In the past. Yeah. A l- little bit of a curveball for all the yeah. made in Chelsea. Dancers. I mean, I when I got told when we were filming, I was like, what? Like, yeah. Didn't say it coming. No, not at all. And we all lived together at one point. Weird. This is what I love about Made in Chelsea. It's so criminally incestuous. Oh like, my god, everyone's got with everyone. Yeah, that and I this is coming from someone who basically for the best part of like seven years just lived with everybody she was kissing. So for me to say it, like you know you're a fucking scumbags, basically. <laughs> yes. Literally. <laughs> oh, but no, I I think that's what adds to all the drama, isn't it? Everybody's got history, everybody's kissed everybody else, and I wouldn't have it any other way, quite frankly. No. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How has things been with you and Rez since then? Because I can't imagine that was easy, and I know you're in a much better place now. Mm -hmm. I think it was... It, it was hard. We, you know, we, we we split for about six months, and we the filming break came at a quite a nice time. We kind of, you know, he actually fought really hard to get me back in that time, and I realised that. Push my dog away. Sorry. Oh, what dog um, have you got? Can I just say? Oh, she's here. She's very sweet. Hello, little. Come here, Betty. Say hi to Vicky. She's an Aussie doodle. Oh, hello, little one. Oh, you're so cute. I just can't. You're so cute. I just can't. What's her name? She's called Betty. Hi, Betty. 
Oh, Milo would love you, precious. What have you got? What dogs have you got? I've got a massive Labrador puppy, but he's like a fucking horse, mate. He's just, oh honestly, like, he's had to go to the dog walk that day because if he was here, he'd have a test to this. Just like, cause chaos. He just jumps on here. So I'm on, like, a kitchen bench here, and he just jumps on and just walks across. Oh, my God. And he's he's the size of a horse. He's not very well oh trained. My... I'm from the, like, whole little self-disciplined school of, of doggy parenting, which is bullshit, as you know. It just doesn't exist. They, he has no boundaries. And so, so the oh, wow. He's an arsehole. Could be worse. <laughs> Please carry on. So he fought really hard to win you back really hard to win me back and then I think that the time apart was good and it was healthy and we you know we've we've realized that we really loved each other and that you know I we kind of I I think it was all a learning experience like I don't have any regrets in with what happens with Miles and with the breakup and you know at the time it was really raw and that was how I felt and you know everything that people saw was was real and I think that I sometimes like to remind people of that because you know, everyone obviously has an opinion and, you know, I think people question how scripted things are, but that was, you know, that was a real breakup that happened on TV that was really hard. And we took some time apart. We were single. I did my thing. He did his thing. And we came back to one another because, you know, love wins, I think. Yeah. yeah. You know, like breakups are just super hard, mate. And it, it doesn't matter whether you have like, I know people put a lot of emphasis on longevity like oh they were together 10 years or they were together 15 years but like I've had more substantial and significant relationships that have been like a a, a six months or whatever that you know ones that have just plodded along for a bit longer so I just think breakups regardless of the circumstances are always super tough and add that extra pressure of like figuring out what where you were at and and all the rest of it in front of like thousands of viewers I just feel like that can't have been nice no, it wasn't. It was really, it was really testing. And then, and then what I found upsetting was everyone, like you said, actually earlier, everyone has to take a team. Everyone has to take a side. So they can't just see it as two people that, you know, for whatever reason became a part. It was, well, I'm team Reza, I'm team Ruby. And it's like, you know, I didn't, I didn't want it to be that way, but, but anyway. I think the best way to look at that, and it's really easy for me to sit back and, and be this measured when I'm not involved, but like I would always just implore viewers to understand that whatever they think is going on on reality TV, there's three sides to every story. And like there's your side that will be so relevant and honest to you and Reza's side again. And then also there's the truth that quite often lies somewhere in the middle, isn't marred by perspective or emotion or whatever. And it's easy to get lost in it. And if we didn't get lost in the emotion of reality TV and the whose side are we on, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have these diehard fans. I wouldn't have a career. You wouldn't, you know? So it's such a double-edged sword, Rube. You want people to be measured and say it for what it is, but at the same time, you want, there to be, don't want people to be invested, right? Totally, for sure. Um, but now it's so nice to know that you are moving forward with Res and things yeah. are better. Um, do we think there is going to be any big relationship announcements anytime soon? I read Meva is like dying to propose. I, I, I feel like if anyone was going to, she's the woman for it. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> Honestly, it was one of the one of the most surreal experiences I've ever been a part of. I, I don't know how to put it into words, but it was you know without giving too much away. She she wants 
the marriage and the kids and she wants it now she wants it right now she's so um, impulsive like she's absolutely so brilliant she was made for this show like oh my god she is wicked and she's such a nice person actually and I know that you know a lot of people see you know, she is naturally obviously very fiery but you know people don't really see her sensitive side and I, I think Maeve is wicked but then again big characters in reality tv are often incredibly divisive and like you you know she she is gonna divide people and I think that's fine like I love her and understand the show would be a quieter less exciting place without her so I just hope people give her that credit because she is great and she is great she's great tv my god like there's some of the things that come out of her mouth I'm like you go girl (laughs) right before we wrap up and I get your secret I have a little game which I think is a bit savage um and also reading this list like we joked about it in the break but it makes me realize that I'm rapidly becoming not even me mum but me grandma and like I used to remember when we'd watch like EastEnders or Corrie or whatever and my grandma would be like squinting at the telly and be like who's that who's that one I don't know who that is anymore I remember where's Dot like that was like me grandma you know but so looking at this list I'm like where's Spencer like where's Kagi like I don't remember my my OGs but I do know some of them um and I I wanted to get your right in one word if I say say the first thing that comes to your head okay when I say a cast member right right Mava Fire Tristan Rational Tristan you boring bastard (laughs) you never want to be called rational (laughs) right Liv Bentley amazing I love Liv that's nice Uh, Sophie Abs funny she is isn't she Verity Vanilla (laughs) oh Verity (laughs) you poor cow right Uh, Julius irrelevant sorry Julius (laughs) Uh, Miles. Ah. Um, I think your silence speaks volumes. If you'd like to leave it there, we absolutely we'll leave, we'll leave that one there. I can't even think of one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Miles. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure he's just crying into a bevy of beautiful women. I'm sure he doesn't mind. Um, here at Vicky Patterson, and the Secret Two Rubes, we always ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a little pearl of wisdom. And you've like impressed me a number of times on this pod. Like I think you're sassy, I think you're funny, I think you're fiery. But what I love most about you is you're unapologetically embracing this journey that you're on. And you don't want to fade into the background. You don't want to let someone else be the star of the show, which I think is incredibly progressive and also just brave for a woman to say. I I fancied you when you said it, quite frankly. Like it was fucking sexy as out. So I want to know what your secret to never taking a backseat is. So my secret to never taking the backseat is I think embrace every moment, an opportunity, and everything that you're feeling, lean into it. Yes, that's good advice. yeah, and I love that. And, you know, don't be afraid to be outspoken and, and stick by everything you say. Be honest, but stand by it. Stand by your truth. Yeah, and roll with it and trust the process. I'm really trying to just trust this whole journey. And, yeah. There, there's a lot of, like, um, and I think we're moving away from this, you know, but there's a, a lot of men, there's a lot of even women out there who believe women should be, like, submissive in some way, like, modest, like, very uh, very humble all the time you know refusing to 
push for things they want or admit they want money, admit they want fame. I think it's bullshit. Um, obviously, I think anyone who follows me on Instagram knows I hate all of that. But what like it feels to me as though you're against that and you're all for like really embracing your power and owning it and having your moment. Oh my god, of course. I think you I think it's so important and I also think that us as women, we have to own it and stand by one another and everyone and not be submissive and like not take a backseat. And I think it's, you know, it's 2022 like we need to own our shit and like you know (laughs) stick with stick with each other and and you know and yeah unite yeah support each other back yourself yourself. always back yourself because yeah I think it's very important I love that Ruth and I am so excited to watch Mid and Chelsea see how your love story continues to rise but also to see how you develop because you're such a great character in your own right mate and a lovely girl thank you thank you thank you so much for having me Vicky I was really honoured to be on this and you're amazing so thank you so much don't be daft lass honestly I feel like you've, you've been incredible well, guys, that was the lovely Ruby Adler from Mid and Chelsea. Um, I actually love her so much. And I think as well, it's made me realise we need some more people from Mid and Chelsea. I hammer the Love Island because I'm such a big fan and the guests are class and there's loads of them to be fair, isn't there? But like, yeah, it's definitely broaden the horizons. If you love Ruby and you want to hear more Mid and Chelsea people on the pod, please let us know. Like, write reviews, slide into the DMs on the Secret 2 Pod Instagram account, whatever. And of course, don't forget to subscribe, guys. Ruby Adler, it's such a powerful message. Don't be, don't take a back seat in your own life. Be powerful. Be passionate. Be sure about what you want. Fucking go for it. I feel fired up. I I really do. Didn't expect to get that fired up with someone from Made in Chelsea. But there you have it. You learn something new every day. Every day is a school day. Right. Uh, the Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2, done for this week. I hope you all have an amazing week. The week you deserve. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and I'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.